Welcome to Motivation Monday, new week, new goal. Motivation Monday. Show you right. And you can't heal what you don't reveal. We want you to uh, to tag all your friends. We want you to be a part of the conversation this morning. It is going to be transparency. We have Dexter Jones in the house, and this bruh is going to share with us his inspiration to wanting to run for school council for the school board. I want you to follow us on social media, Facebook and Instagram at Relationship Lounge 19. We are a Podomatic, um, uh, we are a Podomatic podcast, so you'll need to download an app, which is Podomatic, so that you can hear the radio version. This is the live version because we want active participation. Am I right about it? Right. Now, say ho hello to the good people, my uh, co-host, Miss Lady Ashley. Hello, everybody. Good morning. So I'm so excited that we're having this amazing conversation this morning. I think it's going to be full of transparency. And I think it's going to, you know, really open some people's eyes to Mr. Dexter Jones. Um, you know, a lot of times we see leaders in the community and we see their smile, but we don't know the story behind their smile. So I'm super excited for you all to get to know Dexter, um, just like I know Dexter, and to learn more about his story. Amen. The theme for today is it still takes a village. It's a communal effort. And because Dexter Jones is running for office, he is considered a part of the village. We need him. And you're going to hear his story and his inspiration as to why he's even running. I told Dexter earlier, I said, man, I said, people need to know who you are, your story, because most people just know you for your good looks and that beautiful smile. And of course, <laughs> blush. Have y'all ever seen a man blush? Look, <laughs> let me tell you a little Sweating. bit about him. Dexter, of course. Look, you sweating chocolate. I see right. you over there. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just share with the people a little bit about you, and then that you can move forward, okay? Of course, okay. Dexter is the president of uh, Gap Pillars Nonprofit Org. He's a founder member of, of Recovery Barto, also Barto Mentoring Program, Cartersville Mentoring Program, member of Dean Le uh, Dean Hill After School Program, and also Barto Untied Voters Registration. Drive 2018. So you're active, Dexter, uh, in the community. Uh, and for you to have such a love for the children, I can't wait to hear that story. You know, I've known you all of your life, and I've known your mom and dad even longer because I'm older than you. They're right. good people, good people, always active in the community, and they were about the kids too. Right. So I want you to uh, take this opportunity to share with the people who you are and what inspired you to run for the school board council? I would have to say my, just shortcomings in, in, in my is, um, I dealt with substance abuse early. Uh, it was always my dream. My, my first love was baseball. Uh, that's just a a cultural thing for me and with, with my father's side and my mother's side. My uncle played on my mother's side, but my daddy's side, the Mission and the Sugar Valley side, I mean, they played baseball. They they loved the game. and It was just him. And, and you know, I, I, I consider myself to be good, real good at the time, but just I fell short, uh, started hanging out with the wrong crowd, seeing things that, that – seduced me into that lifestyle uh so i missed it i missed my college opportunities and 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 
even when I missed them the first time, I had a cousin playing at Sneed State that came back to Carterville to tell me that they had a spot in the and the coach wanted me wanted me wanted to see me work. And I couldn't even I was so wow. engulfed by engulfed by addiction and substance abuse, uh I I couldn't even go. But uh the right. thing that drives me, man, is just now Man, ever since then, man, I had regrets of not performing and doing the thing, obeying my parents, really, because I just, mm. you know, went went down. I wouldn't come home when I was supposed to. Just disobedient, but that caused, that caused mm. me a lot. But just having regrets of not even at, I'll be 50 in, in, in March, and every day I think I think about, man, if I just did the right thing. Just regrets is not good. Right. I mean. God has turned those situations where he's getting the glory because whatever it is that I can do to, to help a kid, black kid, white kid, Hispanic kid that wants to do better, man, I'm, I'm going to give it my all. Right. That's awesome. That's awesome. And, you know, um, I think it's very important to highlight the fact that there are a lot of people who feel like they're unlived or they feel like they did not fulfill their purpose in that moment. You know, you have so many people who say, I wish I would have listened to my parents. I wish I would have done this. I wish I would have did this. But, you know, God is so amazing that God will give us another opportunity to fulfill whatever it is that purpose is. So I think that it's important for you to know, which I know you already know this, but had you not failed then, you wouldn't have been a success now um, exactly. with all of the ventures that you've taken place with. With diversity on the diamond being one, it's a new initiative that you're a part of. Could you tell us more about that? Mm-hmm. About what now? I'm sorry. Di- diversity on the diamond. Well, you know that that kind of happened. I know it's a it's a godsend uh, because I had had too many conversations with just guys in the community, baseball guys. If, I mean, if you look at some of the members, you got JJ Jones, Patrick uh, Patrick Jones. Uh, Desmond, uh, Donovan, Donovan Tate, Tate Ronnie Brown. I mean, you know, some made it, but some all have, you know, stories that they can tell and share with the kids. But My husband, it's, it's Curry, so don't forget Curry. Oh, sure, I saw Curry, uh, Curry Rogers. You Curry know, Rogers. You I, know, call, look. I, call him, I call him the backhander. <laughs> Curry used to backhand and go in the hole. But uh, <laughs> it's just so important. The name of the show is called uh, Raised by a Village, right? Right. Raised well, by actually, a Village. It takes a village. It takes Same a village. Thing. Okay. Uh, that's what we're trying to give to these kids. A lot of the kids don't have fathers. They come from broken homes. It's some that 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 the fa- substance abuse is in the family. Right. Uh, and they need yeah. other voices. I mean. Diversity on the yes, diamond has so many angles that that can change a kid's life or uh, give them some kind of uh, foundation that they can stand on. Uh, man, baseball is is really a beautiful thing. Man, I got to, I I played started playing when I was seven, and just from the relationships of you know playing ball, man, I still talk to some of my baseball friends from from when we are from when we were seven. So you know. It's, it's 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 a life changing thing, I think. Uh, but it takes a village. Oh yeah. Think about this. There you go. 
my substance my substance abuse took place in the eighties and early nineties, late eighties, early nineties, seven years. Now, do you ever just think about all of I got so many mentors that got caught up in the game selling on it? It's a lot of us that, that, that from that time really didn't have mentors. We didn't have enough voices in our ears to get us through that. I fell victim to it because a lot of the guys that, that, that I love, you know, they was you you young and you 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 seeing it in the music and you you trying to perform what you're seeing every right. day, and it's so enticing. And I fell to it. And just think about all the people. I think about all the guys that. I'm just using athletics. But then I know right, a lot of okay. guys that were on the road students all the way through that got caught up. And you'd have never thought that they yeah. life would have went that direction. Right. Straight A guys, the athletes that could have easily played played basketball, football, baseball on Saturday morning, on Saturday, college on Sunday. I mean, we, we, we've had a lot of athletes from Bartow County that make it. Right. But... And I and I'm saying it's it's not all about the athletics, but I'm just using that because a lot of times that's what I was around and that's what inspired right. me. Uh, but, right. But it was such a big gap in my life from having my uncle. I was raised by a bitch. My mom and my mom and dad didn't they they they're not the only ones that they had that had their talk hands about on it. Me. My uncles. There you I go. Spent time with my uncles, my aunt always bought me stuff and loved me. And you don't really know how important that was until you get to be an adult and you look back and say, man, this is why. I ain't got no choice but ain't to love. Ain't that the truth. Because I got so much Ain't love. that the my, truth. My, my parents, my, my, now my daddy wasn't a, 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 a man just like, I love you, son, you know, but I know he did because he spent time with me. We did right. things together. Right. He worked on my game with me. We hunted together. Not only just my dad, but my, his brother and my mother's brother, man. You know, I always had a village around me as a kid. And not just, and like now a lot of them are gone, and yes, I miss them a lot. But I've got to finish my, I got to finish the course and finish what they taught me. You know what I'm saying? So, mm. so it, to me, for my life, the crack epidemic was that gap that, that, that lost a lot of lost a lot of young men, and it's not it's not just in the black neighborhood. I I got a whole lot of Caucasian friends that 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 struggle. Some of them free, and some of them not free now. Uh, but I mean, it's it's the things that I've been through that my parents taught me, that my uncles, aunts that they taught me. Man, it's being effective even in me mentoring now because. It works so well for me. You have no choice but to give it back to these kids. Right. There you because go. Now, you know, just yeah. the, you got a lot of you got a lot of kids fathers still in the system, or, or maybe got out but missed a a lot of time in their lives to where they just on the wrong path. They they don't have no confidence. They don't have vision, and they're just fearful. So it it has to be that you build programs. You. The community partners are so important. Yeah. Even in the school system, you gotta have it, man, because teachers and the, and the administrators can't do that on their own. Right. It's gotta be right. a community right. effort in 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 changing these kids' lives. You understand what I'm saying? It's funny it's that, gotta be it's we, funny that you're saying that 
Go ahead. It's funny that you're saying that because in my, I was in, in my, my next question was going to be how important are the people you just mentioned with the school system, neighbors, you know, uh, how important are they to the village? Because, you know, sometimes parents, they'd be like, you know, you ain't learning nothing in school. When it's like, you know, it's not up to the school, right? It's, it's the village. It's, it's everybody. Village. Am I right about it? The school is not yeah. supposed to be raising our children. Yeah, absolutely. But you Unfortunately, know though, there's you a know? lot of kids who don't have a village. The village has failed them. You know, so of course, not only do they have the challenges of not having a village or those people that believe in them and teach them the things and have that love that you had, Dex. Unfortunately, mm -hmm. there are a lot of kids who didn't have that and they just sort of exactly. have to figure that thing out by themselves. Exactly. What's your comment? I totally agree, but I'm going to tell you why. With this generation, the kids are being raised by social media. I mean, I don't think the parents, I don't think, I don't even really think the parents can keep up with social media. It's so much. It's, it offers everything. Uh, man, you would be surprised at the stuff that I saw. You would be surprised at the things when I very first was at the uh, Carterville Middle School. And he introduced me to mentoring and he introduced it to me. At a time where you know things weren't going, my daddy was getting sick, and he didn't—he went too long after that. He passed, but I was in a tough place, and and I needed. It just brought me fulfill, fulfillment, mentoring, but just the things that sixth graders were doing. Man, we was happy to do when we was in the tenth grade. I mean, just the boys, we would be happy to get a hug from a girl. You understand what I'm saying? And they already twenty years past us. In, in yeah. activity, yeah. social media, yeah. I mean, you know, it needs to be really a program in the school system to really, I don't know if the teachers are even aware that they're on social media the way that they are and the things that, that they can do and the things that they can get just through social media. Right. I mean, it's, right. it's I, have my, I have a sister, Erin Jones, she's a, she's a, 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 a licensed counselor. And she was just telling me that people are getting, having sessions just because they're not getting like certain adults, 30 year old adults that, that, you know, are getting uh, counsel because they're not getting likes on sh social media. She said she read some on that and she do, she studies her stuff. But I'm just saying, man, the teachers are up against. The administrators are up against it. I mean, you know, if they're not getting solid directions from home. Right. And then you got you may have a broken home where it's just a mom with kids. She working two jobs. She got two other kids. So she ain't spending the time with them that, that, that right. she needs. So uh, it's just a battle. And that's the story of a lot of our community. A lot of you. You're absolutely right. And. You know, it, it dates back to the plan that Reagan and Nixon had to divide the black home. You know, it took the men, it put men in jail and mass incarceration, which is another issue. And then it left the mother's home to raise the children alone. But then the mamas are working two and three jobs 
and it, they don't have time. It's not that they don't have time, but they're too, they're trying to provide and trying to survive. And so there's a lot of things that our children were not being taught, you know, and, and as far as the likes and adults having to get counseling for that stuff, it all, it all goes back to the root cause, which is rejection. You know, there are still a lot of adults right. that deal with rejection and adults are just kids who have grown up who have not healed in a lot of different areas you know it's it's really sad and the crazy thing is my eldest daughter like we would tell her she couldn't get no facebook because she wasn't old enough but she had an instagram but instagram is like 50 times worse than facebook like they you've got half naked pictures and everything so it you're absolutely right teachers need to be informed administrators need to be informed on you know social media because it's a lot of stuff that they're not aware of that takes place you know but they can't they can't um they can't police children that's the, the parents job yeah right. exactly right but well, you still but need the them to be informed informed and, and, and with, with some awareness and prevention right awareness it, awareness yes somebody coming in was coming in and maybe doing seminars with, with, with administrators because it's just totally a different time. It's totally it, it's, it's been done before there's nothing new under the sun I believe that but we've taken a shift man we got a lot going on I can take Barco County so that's where I be that's where I'm from. Okay. Uh, you got the opioid epidemic. We're number three in the state of Georgia for, on that. You got racial tension. You got the uh, COVID. And I, I mean, and I, I had to quarantine for 16 days with COVID. And, and to say that fear didn't try to come on me, it did. I mean, you know, I'm thinking, man, everybody around me dying. So just imagine if the whole county is in a frenzy about about COVID. Man, I mean, you know, am I going to die? Is it going to get bad the way I got to go to the hospital? You know, I'm fighting these thoughts off. Uh, you said a while ago, uh, Deborah, uh, no weapon formed against me should prosper. I had to continually say that in my mind, you know, to keep my mind safe. But I got to that fifth day. I saw the, the sun shining again. Right. And you know but, what uh, I remember when you were going through the virus? Like, one thing that I admired was that you posted daily. Daily, you posted positivity. You posted encouraging. You posted uplifting. And I was like, man, he he dealing with coronavirus. This is a, one of the biggest pandemics that we've dealt with. And you're still able to inspire other people. You're still able to talk to other people and encourage them and let them know that what's, what they're going through will pass. But I think that alone speaks for your character. To be honest with you, when I post, it be coming from a need and for my life. You know, I'm just encouraging myself, praying that it, 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 it'll encourage somebody else. You know right. what I'm saying? So, right. right. I just had people in my life like, my Bishop Peacefield, man, I'm telling you what. Man, that man uh, taught us how to, not only taught us the word, but, but just taught us to war with the word. Man, you mm. know. I've been blessed just just to have made it. This November will be 27 years that I've been free from, from, from addiction, substance abuse. To have made it that far, man, I'm blessed. And, and, and I think 
parents need to know. Parents need to know that, that it can be done, because I'm pretty sure that my mom and dad had never thought that I would go down the road that I went the way I did. I mean, it probably caught them from the blind side. They weren't expecting that. Uh, so you, you can't say that it, it, it won't happen in a, in a, a two-parent household because it can. And I know people that struggle with it, too, from a two-parent household. I mean, you know, it, it, it can happen. I mean, you, you can. my mama taught us the word. They kept us in vacation Bible school. They did everything that they could. They did their best. Not to say that we didn't have it just function, because we had those too. But I'm telling you, man, the word at my worst on drugs, doing drugs, at my worst, I never stopped hearing the words that she taught me. I I, I would say the the a parent that's raising kids, parents that's raising kids. I'm gonna tell you a scripture that's so real, and I'm coming. I'm coming from the, the the child that that was dealing with addiction. The scripture that says, "Train up a child in the way that they should go, and it will not depart from them." From right. them, man, that's real. That I'm telling you, man, I could be on the cocaine, somebody doing some cocaine, and hear things. You hear my mother's voice or hear my daddy's voice from something that they had taught me, and I would have to get up. Sometimes I feel like my buddy thought I may have been the police, just because even then I could hear it. Yeah. It was it would be in my mother's voice or my daddy's voice, but you know he just it rescued me. Yeah. It really did. Wow. So I mean, you know, parents, man. I mean, that's, that's a tough job, and I and I don't have kids. I don't have not one child, but I love the kids, man, and I I know what I took my mother through. Mm. But, you know, I never saw her give up. When she found out what I was doing, she sat me down and she said, look, this was her exact words. I, I, I remember like it was yesterday. I was sitting on the side of the bed. She was sitting on my left side on my bed. She said, I know what you're doing. She said, I prayed and asked God to show me because I didn't want everybody in the street to know what you was doing and me not know. And he showed me. He showed me in your <laughs> when your when your when you went from marijuana to something else, he showed me because your attitude was changed. But she said, God gonna save you. And no matter what you do or you've done, she said, I love you. And man, that went all over me. That wow. that right there. And I still struggled with addiction for three more years. I fought it on my own, not giving it to God. But when she did that, man, that that turned me around, and I didn't even know I was turned around. You know what I mean? Right. Right. That was, even though I was struggling trying to do it on my own, God just started taking things out of my life that, that I thought I was finding peace in. I couldn't, I was telling somebody the other day, I couldn't even, I still like hip-hop, old-school hip-hop. I mm. still listen, but... Man, it was a it was a time going through. I was going through deliverance and didn't even know it. It's it, a process. I would, man, I would turn it on and start crying. Yeah. He was taking everything away. <laughs> a couple of my close cousins, man. We every time I would get in the car, we 
side door talking about door, man. I'm gonna save soon, man. They would tell man, you, every time you get in the car, man, you, <laughs> you talking about dog, you be blowing out high. Right. <laughs> I mean, you know, it, it was it's funny. But man, I'm telling you, them last three years was like I was battling, trying my best. Every time I would stop, I would get worse. In my prayer, November sixth was a Friday night, and I did a little bit. But when I laid down there and I said, God, if you take this desire away from me, I'll live for you. And 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 he did. When I received Christ, man, I never had that taste again. Not, not to say that the enemy didn't come back, you know, and I would dream and wake up and seem like I could taste it in my mouth. He was, he was after me. But when I received him, I didn't go out the house, but to work to church and to the gym to work out. I didn't go around nobody that I used to go around. He delivered me because I couldn't get away from my friends. That, that was a part of the deliverance for me, too, that I couldn't. I just couldn't say no to them. They were calling, and I say, okay. But he took all of that away. He delivered me, and now I'm, I'm an advocate for the kids. Mm. 27 years, 26, 26 years later, I mean, and I just realized now, man, about purpose. To me, with what's going on with the kids and the community, the people of the community, it's bigger than Democrat and Democrat and Republican. There you right. go. Because because it's affecting every area there in Bartow County. Every there you go. every social class, the rich, the middle class, the poor, the the poorest, the homeless. Come on. God's going to be upset with us. Let me just say it like that. If we can't mature, walk in maturity, and love one another and work with one another to make things better in the community, I don't know what to say. You know what and I mean? You know what? I think, um, I think the enemy, too, especially in this season, is using division as one of his main weapons. Right. You know, you, division. Right. Division. Division, anything that's causing division, that's the enemy's number one weapon. You know what I'm saying? And you got so many right. people who professing that we're believers and we're 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 followers of Christ, but we're allowing this race thing to get in the way. We're allowing this the politics to get in the way, and then we're being divided. But I truly believe that God is calling His people to get into position. Because there, there are some things that, there are some assignments that he has given us. We have the assignment to, to convey love instead of hate. No matter how hard it is, no matter what people do to us, we have a, right. a responsibility to operate and with his character and with his love. You know, but the enemy, I'm telling you what, that I believe division is his number one weapon that he's using. And a lot of believers, they're missing it. They're missing it. 2019, we were saying, Got to have 2020 vision. 2020 and 2020. 2020 is here, and I see more. I see more Facebook posts about 2020 is not the year. It really is. Oh, but it, it is. really is. We got 2020 vision. It really is. 2020. When all is taking place, God is showing us clearly where the need for love is in the world. Really. He's right. showing us everything. He, he's giving us 2020 vision. Yeah. Where the lights are, what we need to do. Man, it, 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 it's got to get done. 2020 
Sometimes a lot of times we don't we don't we don't want to we we don't want to deal with what God is doing. Bring it to the surface within ourselves, our own deliverance. Like the first two, the first month, man, yeah, it, 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 I got like that, like man, I'm ready to get out the house. But but then I mean, I just started, you know, God show me what I need to do or what what. And if you're in the word, reading the word anyway, He's gonna show you you first. Everything he gives oh, yeah. you ain't just for you to go tell Every time. or preach it or teach it. But he's going to show you first. Right. You apply that there. Put that right there in you because you be saying you love, but do you really love and you mad at them over you? You know what I'm saying? Just anything, man. But Right. That's good. I Let just me think just, that. Come on in, uh, Dale. Let me, um, I want to make sure that we stay on, on cue. On because uh, I want people, yeah, I want people to to have an idea of what they can expect of you. I love that your your passion um, about uh, how your life is an example, unbeknownst to you, mm-hmm. it's an example. For people to be able to look at, because you pretty much have defined um, how important a village is. You are a replicate. You are a testament to the importance Mm -hmm. of the village. So Mm -hmm. now let's let's just kind of refresh it. You were were brought up in a Mm two-parent household, and Mm -hmm. some would call that a normal household, but you still strayed. Your, your yeah. village, of course, was uh, a pastor that gave you the word and taught you the strategies of how to defeat the things that would weaken you. Right. So you were amongst praying people. Your village right. also included you having a relationship with God, which was the very, very thing that uh, sealed the deal. Because right. the relationship that you 
acquired with God gave you everything that you needed to stand. Right. That was really your strength. But the village, of course, they played a role because they they were in your ear, even when they weren't around. Am I right about it? They were in my ear up until now. I can't say up until, but right there when when, when I started experimenting with with things and uh, just my mentors at that time people that I had looked up to from my youth until 16, you know, majority of them got caught up in, in the game. And that's, that's, that's kind of what these kids need. I think number one in the schools and what I've learned just through mentoring, the lack of the men, lack of men not being involved, not going to the school, yes. you know, check it up on. I know when I first started mentoring at, at Carterville Middle and I would go, and I would ask Dr. Word, I said, why are these people, why are they looking at me like this? And he said, man, they don't see men, men out here like that. They don't see, he, no, he said, they don't see black men out here coming to check on these kids. Say that, black men. Yeah, he, because most of the kids that I had at the time, you know, they, the black kids. And uh, he said, uh, man. They don't hardly see none of us coming out here to check on the kids. Not since Coach Hill, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, nobody. The Coach Hills of the day, you know what I'm? It's like, oh boy, you done started something though, Dexter. You started something, so it's like, I think you're gonna have to like really press because after this podcast, I believe people gonna look at you differently because you've laid, you've been transparent, you've laid it, you know. Um, you laid it on the table, your desire and what you want to do. I believe that people are going to hold you accountable to you moving, you know, in uh, different lanes. Uh, right. And with that being said, I need for you to, to answer for me because the children are demonstrating symptoms of post-traumatic stress, behavior changes, depressive symptoms, also disruptive behavior in the schools. And as I mentioned to you earlier, the children are not, they're not bad children. They just got some things going on at home. And then mm -hmm. they're witnessing all this stuff going on on TV. They, they they deal with the shakes when they see the police. It's like, you. what can you do to create a, a safe haven for these children? A, a sanctuary, because you are the mentor. You know what I'm saying? And you're going to be right. considered the voice for the children, all children. So that's right. really, really important that you are able to uh, give them hope that, you know, by you being the city councilman, you're going to be their voice. Right, right. Uh, well, my whole platform is awareness, mental health, and uh, community partners, mentor, just just boosting the the mentoring programs. Uh, uh, just having having like wraparound programs for kids that that's critical like that with dealing with some mental health issues or whatever. Having wraparound programs where the counselor comes in and checks on them during the week at school and maybe does things with there them outside go. the school, you know, spending time because it's just all they need is a little, a little time. You yeah, right. Some time yeah. with them and let them get to know you and become confident in that you're there to help and not hurt. Yeah, I think I just think that, and and one other thing that I that I've been thinking about, like 
okay, I, I was just saying 2020 has been, been a change. It's a change taking place, even with churches. I think it's time it's it's it's, it's time to for outreach to be the outside way to go. of the four walls. Not, not church services. Yeah, you I'm not saying stop having church service, but I'm saying churches adopt the school. Have men come in, some some men come in, and it ain't gotta be that you come talk giving them scripture. I'm pretty sure that majority, and I may be wrong, majority have heard scripture somewhere or the other. But it's just time to to for our love to be shown. Balance. Uh, there's there, there's hit, a great balance. Yes. It has to be a balance. I mean, but it has to be that churches are involved. Uh, Definitely. It has to be that. I mean, it's all about the love. I mean, anything pertaining to God changing any situation, if we come together in the community, churches, it's enough churches in Bartow County to to to, to adopt the school. If a, if a church got a, a school one month, like the next year. church. Adopt the school. Yeah, uh, then let the church, another church adopt for a month. I mean, it's, it's enough. Uh, but it has to be that we do something different for this generation and these kids because you're dealing with opioids. You're dealing with, and, and now you got to realize this too, it's facts. 90% of people that deal with addiction started in high school. Wow. 90%. They started in high school. And just from some inf information that I received from a close family member of mine just peer pressure. Now nah, I ain't even talking about peer pressure because I really was never my peer pressure was just having low self esteem at the time and didn't really feel like that baseball was enough to to get whatever you know what I'm saying. I just had low self esteem, but uh, what was I saying? You were saying that um. The church needs to get involved. You need to adopt the church. And you know, here's the thing. I think that this year, the church is being challenged. I think this year, the church is being challenged because we've gotten so comfortable with being inside of the church walls. But there is an initiative that has to take place where we go outside of the church walls. And like you were saying, it, a lot of times you don't have to quote scripture. It's about you just showing those kids love. It's about you being available. And I think that that will bring more young people in, too, when the church becomes more available to young people. You know, a lot of times, like, you go up in the church and you don't have the right thing going. Your speech may not be what it needs to be, but, the you know, and a lot of young people don't feel comfortable within the church because maybe they don't look the part. And then you have the older people in the church who, you know, not to knock them because they're there to help correct younger people. But, you know, I just think that there's, we're in a new day and time where young people are hurting and they're looking for a solution and they don't always want to hear scripture. But I, I believe that the true believer can operate in God's love without quoting a lot of scripture. We got to show love. I mean, to, to every, all the, all the kids. Right. Right. I mean, you know, it's just, and I was saying earlier about the things that the world is facing right now with drugs, opioid epidemic, including you know, hydro pills, heroin, shit and all. Man, this stuff killing people. And, yeah. and in, re in reality, 
I mean, kids will start using it in, in, in middle school. Right. So it's just it's just time for a change. But now it's being done purposely. Do you hear me? Now it's being done purposely, in my opinion, because there has what been a mean? time where, because there has been a time, like, I remember one time Perry had back spasms, and we had to go to the um hospital, and, you know, it, it was nothing for them to prescribe him an opioid. You know what I had to say? I said, can you just prescribe him some ibuprofen? And the lady looked at us like, what? Because she was saying that people don't ask for ibuprofen. They want the good stuff. But then my mother, who has also dealt with drug addiction in the past, she just had shoulder surgery. Now, she had a conversation with her doctors before her surgery and told them she was a recovering addict so that they would be mindful of what kind of medicine they gave her. Do you know they still prescribed her an uh, opiate? Even after she asked them not to? So there are a lot of things that are being done purposely. You know what I'm saying? Right. We're going to get ready to, um, we're going to bring it in because uh, time is winding up. Uh, So this is what I need. I need for you, this will be your last uh, uh, statement. So I want you to summarize and give the people something uh, to um, be seduced to come out and vote for you, this change that you want to be for the people to see, this change that you want people to be a part of. Because sometimes when it comes to change, everybody got to be involved. Everybody. One person everybody. is where it starts, but everybody got to be a part of the change. So what is it that you want people to know that you're looking forward to bring into reality for them to be a part of. You share it so much. Mm, I love the program. I love the adopted church. I love, love all of that. So you want them to come out and vote for you because you, you're the guy for the job. I'm convinced. You convinced the people. Well, summing it up, mostly everything that, 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 that I talked about is already in, taking place in action. This foundational stuff is taking place. I'm involved in things, and my network is my network. So, I mean, I'm surrounded by community members that are putting in work with the ladies as well as the young men. Uh, but it's just anybody that has passion for whatever you got passion for, you give it your all. Yeah, and, and my passion is to 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 do my best to making building better kids, building better futures because they are mm. the kids of the future. I'm not gonna be. I'm I'm ready to be 50 years old. Now God promised us three score and ten. That's 70. Everybody don't make it. Some do. Some make it past that. I don't know my when I'm my time is coming, but I'd like to leave it in good hands with with. With, with a generation of Bar- from Bartow County that, that will produce change in the community for the better. Uh, wow. But a lot of things are already taking place. It's already in right. action. Um, that's about it. I just encourage the young people that haven't registered, get out and register and vote. Your vote matters. It counts. It counts. Uh, I love Bartow County, man. I mean, this is where I'm from. This is where both sides of my family is from. Um, I want to give props to my niece, Madison McKinney. She's at Hampton right now. She's 
going into her. She's been on senior year, and uh, wow. But if it wouldn't been, if it wouldn't have been for her, I probably would have not been mentoring because I started mentoring when she went to middle school. Now, Dr. Word encouraged me to be a part, but just her whole generation. I mean, she really been like my daughter. Uh, I followed her through all her ac- uh, academic accolades. That's all right. But I just always got to give her props because she's always been solid to me. Uh, but without her, I would I probably wouldn't even mentor the kids that I mentored. So God has always changed just mentoring and, and the kids is still a passion. Gotcha. Can you hear me? Gotcha. Gotcha. So gotcha. I mean, that's what it is. I mean, I think I think that's not that guy for that job. I really do. I just think my circle, my network, they all don't look the same. They from different aspects of life. I mean, you know, that's just that's just how I operate. I'm a diverse right. guy. Right. And right. I like diversity. So I like to see people come together and get get some get something done and us all celebrate one. You know what I mean? Right. And that's that's one reason why I wanted you as a guest because I knew that you was gonna represent all the people. Lady Ashley, I need for you to uh, share uh, in closing with the people um, why you think it's important for everyone to get out and vote. Right. So let me start off by saying um, a lot of people can talk, but a lot of those people don't back what they speak. They don't back that up. So one thing that I will say is that I know that um, Dexter, you not only talk about what you're going to do, uh, but you, you're already walking in what it is that you say that you're going to do. And so for the people who doubt you or for the people who are not sure to vote for you, I ask them to watch how you move. You know, And for the people who say that they don't feel like their vote counts, I just want to tell you that um, you know, y'all already know our ancestors have fought for us to be able to have this right to vote. And I'm just going to keep it real. You're you're lazy if you decide to sit on your vote because there are so many changes that need to take place, that has to take place. Our life depends on it. And so I encourage everybody to become active. If you don't know the candidates, research, get to know them. If you don't know if you want to vote for Dexter, research, get to know him, watch how he moves and any of the other candidates, you know, cause it's time out for just sitting down complaining. It's time for you to take a, a step, move forward, cast your vote so that change can take place, you know, but, um, you know, I, I really want, want the message to be out there that, you know, it ain't a, it ain't a power thing. It's a change thing. Yes. It's about making change happen. It's for the thank kids. You. It's for the kids. I want to thank you, Dexter for uh, being a guest today. I've been looking forward to talking to you because, you know, really and truly, the focus is on the kids. They're our generation. They're the new generation. They're our future, right? And you got so many out there now, you know, they're so bold and they are moving in a different way. And you just that dude, you know, that uh, you're patient, you you listen well, you give them a, ch- a chance to, to speak. I've never known you to be a, a judgmental type person. 
You know, you, you've always just been that dude. My kids love you. I love you. Thank you so much for being Thank a part. Of your, listen, man, you can come back anytime. Thank you for being a part of the Revealing Hill podcast live. This is New Week, New Goals. And what we're going to do is we're going to go out and make some things happen. So I want people to let nothing stop them from reaching their goals on this day. Remember to follow us on all social media, Facebook and Instagram at Relationship Lounge 19. And also remember this, you cannot heal what you don't reveal. Love yourself, love everybody, and be an example. Y'all have a great day. Love y'all. Love you too.